live from the capital of the Commonwealth. This is the Sports Huddle with Bob Black on 1061 ESPN. We're also streaming live at ESPNRichmond.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Call in and talk with Bob anytime at 327-0888. Now, here's Bob Black with the Sports Huddle on 1061 ESPN. Well, if you are any kind of a football fan, pro football, college football, even high school football, this week is for you, isn't it? This is when you really begin to gear it up, don't you? This is the start of training camps in the NFL. This week is dominated by college football conference media days. I know the SEC got the jump on everybody who went last week, but just about everybody else is this week. And even on the high school level, we are starting to take a peek at what our region teams are going to be like. I know my guy Sean Robertson is already working hard on his previews of high school football teams. He tweeted that out today as well. So, you know, tomorrow is what they affectionately call Christmas in July, right? Tomorrow's July 25th. This is Christmas week in July for football fans. So there's a little excitement, a little pep in the step this week. Welcome to the Sports Huddle for another week. It is the 24th of July with Christmas in July set for tomorrow. For those of you who celebrate, of course. Bob Black with you here, hosting remotely on a Monday afternoon. AJ in our ESPN Richmond Studios. And you know what, AJ? You and I, we are figuratively and literally carrying the banner, waving the flag for all of 106.1 ESPN local programming today. Did you know that? Does that put pressure on you? How do you feel about that? Yeah, no, I walked in uh, uh, last week and saw that there was going to be the A-team this week, and cool, so here we are, Bob. (laughs) At least it's the A-team today by default because... Jamie's on vacation. Jamie King, the sports king that you would normally hear from 7 to 8. Big Al's on vacation. Sports ball with Big Al from 8 to 10. And mid-major Matt, Matt Joseph's border to border, is semi-vacation but semi-travel day today. And technically, he is going to be part of the show later this afternoon. So we're the only full-blown local sports show on 1061 ESPN Today, Now, Matt Josephs, who normally co-hosts with me in the summertime on Monday, on Mashup Monday, affectionately dubbed by AJ, is going to make an appearance later, and I'll reiterate this when we get to our River City Rundown, but he literally is on the road heading to Charlotte for ACC Media Days, plural, Tuesday, Wednesday, and now Thursday as well but he's going to join us in the five o'clock hour for a segment just to kind of preview what he's going to have at these acc media days and that sort of thing so that that is coming but other than that we're the only local show on the air today so i feel the burden of responsibility for you and we'll try and keep it as local as we possibly can throughout the course of the day and i will also tell you this we have a couple of great giveaways today man we haven't unlocked the prize closet in a long time. That's what happens when the A-team comes on. That's we start true. giving I, I, things away. 
you're right. Not only that, but Robert's not around today either. So we can we we found the key to get into the closet, or we we picked the lock or figured out the combination, something like that, and we got into the prize closet. So we've got a couple of really cool prizes to give away. We're gonna do one in the four o'clock hour, one in the five o'clock hour. In fact, we'll do one on the other side of the break at four fifteen, and just to test your knowledge a little bit and gamble a little bit that you guys and gals will interact. Uh, we're going to make them uh, trivia questions. We're going to put you on the air. We're going to make them trivia questions. If you get it wrong, goodbye. If you get it right, hang on the line, that kind of thing. Uh, but we got a couple of great prizes. I'll even tell you what they are ahead of time so you guys and gals can get ready. One of them is a couple of passes to the Beer, Bourbon, and Barbecue Festival, which is coming up this Saturday up at Meadow Event Park up there in Doswell. Uh, that's a great prize. And there's two uh, passes, two general admission passes to the Beer, Bourbon, Barbecue Festival this Saturday up at Meadow Event Park in Doswell. We'll give those away just after 4.15 this afternoon. So if you like any of those three things, and who doesn't, many of us like all three of those things, beer, bourbon, and barbecue, um, here's your opportunity to win a couple of free passes from your friends here at 1061 ESPN. Then we have one of those Yeti Ramblers to give away, one of those great uh, drink cups, and we'll do that. In the 5 o'clock hour. So tailgating season is coming, and this would be perfect for your tailgating needs. So uh, we'll give away one of those courtesy of our friends at Green Top in the 5 o'clock hour this afternoon. And, again, uh, we'll test your knowledge with a couple of trivial trivia questions, I guess. So 804-327-0888, that's the number. Jot it down because that will be the number to use. Uh, to answer the trivia questions, got to call in on that one. You can text your sports opinions to the same number, 804-327-0888. But when we get to the giveaways, we want you on the air with us. All right, you heard uh, from Christine Lisi on the ESPN Sports Center update the myriad of injuries already in the NFL, a couple of which didn't even happen on the field, were kind of freak injuries. So that's already started as NFL training camps are just getting underway. The commanders are with their rookies and quarterbacks until Wednesday, and then they'll have the full team out on the field up there in Ashburn on Wednesday. All right, at the college level, in addition to Matt blanketing our coverage of the ACC tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday – um, the Sun Belt is getting set for its media day or days, and the CAA, the Coastal Athletic Association, is getting ready for its virtual media day tomorrow. Um, so all that's coming up. So the Sun Belt, in anticipation of its media days, announced its preseason uh, coaches poll today. And lo and behold, guess who's picked to win the Sun Belt East? Yes, it is. It is those James Madison Dukes in just their second year in the conference already picked to win the thing, to win the East. Remember last year they were picked sixth and Old Dominion was picked seventh, and we were like, no way, that's not going to happen. They, they got that one wrong, and boy, did they ever get that one wrong. JMU won the East in its first year in the Sun Belt, and, you know, fool me once, uh, shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. So the coaches aren't going to be shamed this time around. They picked JMU to win the East, uh, followed by App State. Uh, Coastal Carolina is third, although Coastal Carolina got the um, ACC preseason offensive player of the year, Grayson McCall. 
They were third. Marshall fourth. Georgia Southern fifth. Georgia State sixth. And who am I leaving out? Thank goodness he's on vacation today. Robert Oley would be punching holes in the walls of ESPN Richmond today. His Old Dominion Monarchs, by a wide margin, are picked dead last in the East in the preseason coaches poll. What oh, do you that's expect go- with Division Three? <laughs> Easy now. No, no, it's the East Division, not Division Three. Ah, all right, my bad. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> wow. When the cat's away, the mice will play, or they'll trash talk one or the other. Yeah, Old Dominion oh, pick. He's listening. He's I listening. Know he I'm is. in trouble. He's always listening. Because you're always within earshot of 1061 ESPN. That's the lesson to be learned there. Wherever he is in this wide world of ours, he's listening. And we know it because you can get us on our app. You can get us online at ESPNRichmond.com. All of that, you can always hear us. You don't have to be in Central Virginia to do so. And Old Dominion, dead last in the East. In fact, they got the – I'm not trying to pick on them. It's just data-driven here. They got the fewest points of anybody in the Sun Belt Conference. Even the West Division uh, cellar dweller got more than Old Dominion. The only positive for ODU is their really good linebacker, Jason Henderson. I think he's a junior, right? Junior linebacker Jason Henderson, preseason defensive player of the year. He was first team all Sun Belt last year. He led the nation in tackles last season with 186. That's a good news, bad news scenario. That, I guess, should be happening. Your linebackers should be making most of your tackles, right? If your front line is doing its job, it's cleaning up, it's getting the blocks, it's opening up the lanes for the linebackers to get there to make tackles. If one of your secondary guys is leading your team in tackles, that's probably trouble because that means opposing running backs are getting to that level already and they're probably picking up first downs and moving the chains. And then um, if not, you're making tackles on passes that are being caught. So that probably makes a lot of sense. Their defense should be good. At Old Dominion, and they do have the defensive preseason defensive player of the year um, this season in Jason Henderson, the linebacker. So there you go. That's the East Division. Again, this is this is great sports talk show fodder. But once the games kick off, it it'll all change. Anyway, yeah. JMU picked to win the East. App State second, Coastal Carolina third. Over in the West, Troy um, is the favorite to win it, and actually racked up the most points of any team in the uh, Sunbelt Conference. South Al was second, South Alabama. Louisiana third, Southern Miss fourth, Texas State was fifth, Arkansas State sixth, and Louisiana Monroe uh, rounded it out at seventh. So there you go. That's the preseason coaches poll in the Sunbelt, and I think their media days are, what, tomorrow and Wednesday, and they'll split it up between the East and the West. And, again, JMU picked as the preseason favorite in the uh, Sun Belt East, uh, Troy was the defending champion, so they were picked to win um, again. And of course, the Sun Belt, the Fun Belt, as we like to call them, had a great year last season with the addition of those new teams. Got to fourteen-team league. They uh, try to see how many bowl games did they go to. I think they went to like seven bowl games last year. They had some wins over you know some of the big schools a season ago. So yeah, their media days are tomorrow and Wednesday with the West teams on when Tuesday and the East teams on Wednesday. So JMU will be on Wednesday. All right, so that's what I mean. If you're a football fan, you got to love it, right? You got uh, training camps underway, rookies, quarterbacks, some teams fully reported, commanders by Wednesday. You got conference media days at the college level. It's all starting to come our way. 
And in just a few days, when we flip the calendar, it'll be football month. I think there's some games at the end of August, right? So that's pretty exciting. Even for a guy like me who loves the summer, and I love for the summer to drag on as long as it possibly can. Uh, I get excited about football when football gets here, but I must admit a, a little bit of a perkiness today that football is coming because I'm, I'm excited about it. All right, I'm also excited about what we got coming up for you on the Monday Sports Huddle. Here's what's coming up on today's Sports Huddle. Just a huge fan of sports. This is the River City Rundown. Which is brought to you by the Richmond chapter of the American Red Cross. Boy, these have been hot summer months. You have all heard about all the devastation and tragedy with the weather conditions, whether it's been heat into the 120s or the flooding. Uh, really been some tragic times. So now is certainly the time. If you can do it, donating blood is vital. If you can volunteer some time, that's crucial to the success of the American Red Cross. To learn how you can help, visit redcross.org or keep it right here. We will continue to remind you of how you can help. And Jonathan McNamara, our really good friend at the Red Cross, uh, does a great job of reminding us of that. He's also feeling really good today because he's a JMU guy. And does JMU Dukes pick to win the Sun Belt East? All right, coming up on the program at 4.30, we've got another great amateur sporting event coming to the capital city, courtesy of Richmond Region Tourism. It's the USA Swimming Championships, and it's coming here to the capital city uh, this coming weekend. And we're going to find out more about that at 4.30. We've got a conversation coming up at, uh, at the bottom of the hour in which we will do that. And we have really enjoyed being able to do that in our great partnership primarily richmond region tourism and then all of the ven- venues and all of the locations um, throughout the area who have been a part of this adam kennedy will be our guest at 4 30 uh, over there at swim rva he's their executive director and he's going to tell us more about the usa swimming futures championship coming to swim rva this weekend so he's on at 4 30 and then as i alluded to earlier 5 30 matt joseph's on the road to charlotte for the acc media days he's going to join us give us a sneak peek of what he'll be doing down there at media days who he might be talking with and all of that we can tell you that tomorrow and wednesday matt's taking all three hours uh, to do ACC football specials Tuesday and Wednesday. So border to border in the sports huddle, 3 to 6 with Matt Josephs from Charlotte tomorrow and Wednesday. We're going to see how Thursday plays out now that the ACC has expanded this thing to three days. Uh, we'll see if we do that or if we share the time on Thursday, but there'll still be a lot of ACC talk on Thursday as well but tomorrow and wednesday for sure uh matt with the three hours from down there at acc media days in charlotte he'll join us at 5 30 to give us a preview all right 416 on the sports title let's get a break in when we come back get ready we will give away a pair of tickets to the beer bourbon and barbecue festival a little trivia question coming for you you'll see what you can do with that 804-327-0888 back with our giveaway coming up next on the sports title there are a lot of questions that need to be answered. Is Sam Howell the man in D.C.? Can Dak Prescott and the Cowboys make it to the Super Bowl? Can Russell Wilson bounce back from last season's disaster with the Broncos? The answers begin in training camp. And we'll bring you the latest from each camp around the league. Here on 1061 ESPN Richmond. All right, just so the phones will stop blinking in AJ's eyes and he can move on to something else, we do have a winner 
uh, of our trivia question and the pair of tickets to the Beer, Bourbon, and Barbecue Festival. I'll give you the answer to the question and who won it uh, after we finish up with our 4.30 conversation this afternoon as we welcome you back to the Sports Huddle. Bob Black back with you, 1061 ESPN. Richmond Region Tourism has done it again, bringing another major amateur event to our fair city, to the RVA, to the capital city. Uh, This one is the USA Swimming Futures Championship, which will be over at Swim RVA, a great facility over there on Ridgedale Parkway. It'll be uh, Wednesday through Saturday, the 26th through the 29th. To tell us more about it, Adam Kennedy, the Swim RVA Executive Director, joins us on the air this afternoon. Adam, hello. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Doing fine. Wow, that's really peppy. I like it. That's good. You're enthusiastic. You're ready to go. Um, So you're getting ready to go with this USA Swimming Futures Championship. Give our audience a little bit of a background of what it entails, what it encompasses, and and how many swimmers do we have descending upon us this week? Uh, They're all descending upon us. We've got 800 (laughs) of the East Coast best. We've got 14 states represented, and these are the athletes that are trying to qualify for the U.S. National Championship and the U.S. Olympic Trials next June. So these are, these are typically our 16- to 20-year-olds that are on that cusp of being the next big star. And so we'll see them next June at the Olympic Trials, many of them, and they'll qualify right here in Richmond. Wow. And you mentioned how many cities? Like, what are we talking about that are all coming here? we got 14 states represented states. from Ohio mm-hmm. to Maine to the North Carolina-Virginia border and everything in between. So... They're coming in. They're going to fill the airport. They're going to fill our hotels. But most importantly, they're going to swim fast. And and uh, we're just excited that the USA Swimming is, at the national level is, rec- is recognizing that Richmond is on the map. And this is our third time hosting the event, and we're really excited. So since 2018, to have it three times and the pandemic in the middle of that is a big deal. It means they know that Richmond's where people like to come, and, and we that's a feather in our cap for sure. And I want to talk a little bit about more about that and the partnership with Richmond Region Tourism, but let me let you kind of give a little bit of a pat on the back here and, and pump your chest out a little bit because I imagine the facility has to play some part of this. And I've been over there. I've been to Swim RV. I know what a great uh, facility it is. How much do you think that, that that was an attraction in and of itself? Uh, we've got the fastest pool on the East Coast, no question. I mean, we have the records to prove it. The competition pool here in Richmond, was the U.S. Olympic Trials Pool in 2008. And so this is when Phelps and company, and they were wearing that full body suit, the fastest times ever swum, uh, were happening in this pool. It was put up in an arena in Omaha. Then it was disassembled, and then the team here in Richmond were able to bring it and put it in the ground. So she isn't moving anymore. But it's our home, it's our pool, and quite literally the fastest pool on the East Coast. All right, now, now for those of us that are somewhat novices when it comes to this, other than the talent of the swimmers, Adam, what makes it the fastest pool? What makes a pool fast where these swimmers can't wait to dive in? Now you're going to ask a pool guy to geek out now. So that's, <laughs> that's a problem. You shouldn't do that. But it's about, it's about how the water flows, how the water exits the pool, how the water enters the pool. It's about the depth of the pool. Believe it or not, it's not just about the water. It's also about the environment. It's how bright the lights are. It's what the O2 content in the air is and how your HVAC systems are working with your pool systems. you got to keep the air clean for these athletes, and that's a really big deal. And Swim RVA and Richmond and the design team do it better than anybody. 
Uh, it's absolutely a great, great, great facility. Been over there several times. University of Richmond uh, hosts some of its events over there, and it really is a, a tremendous facility. And, Adam, not just for the swimmers, but also uh, for folks in attendance who, who are coming out to cheer on these swimmers, right? No doubt. We've got 700 seats in our mezzanine, and that was one of the things that was not to be infringed upon was that spectator experience. So when you come to the Collegiate School Aquatic Center, that Swim RVA owns and operates here in Richmond, you don't have any sightline issues 50 meters long. You're going to be able to see the competition, and you've got a 32-foot by 10-foot full-color video board directly in front of you center course, and that was brought to us by Richmond Region Tourism as an investment four years ago, and it's made a huge difference. Hey, uh, let's continue along on those lines. And you mentioned it earlier with, you know, they're going to be coming in using the airport because, as you said, 14 different uh, states involved here, hotels, restaurants, all of that. What is kind of the overall impact that you've had, not only for this event, but as you mentioned, other events, because Richmond Region Tourism has helped out with the facility. So what's kind of been the impact and the partnership there between you guys and Richmond Region Tourism? We're able to generate Believe it or not, we're able to generate with the Aquatic Center in Richmond over $50 million in tourism impact annually. That doesn't happen by accident. That doesn't happen because a great pool got put in the ground. It happens when the locality and the, and the agency are working together, the organization, to bring things to town. And we, Swim RVA would be, wouldn't even be on the map if it wasn't for Richmond Region Tourism. They put us in front of USA Swimming. They put us in front of the national governing body time and again and said, hey, we're here together. you got a great swimming organization, and you've got a great tourism organization behind it, and the city wants to have it here in Richmond. That's what people felt, and we hear that over and over again. fact is, we punch above our weight. The Aquatic Center in Richmond is a little bit undersized for the competition that we go up against, whether it be in Greensboro or Indianapolis or Cleveland or Buffalo or Long Island. We are smaller but we keep bringing the events back to town, and it's truly because of that partnership between the Tourism Bureau, the City of Richmond, the region of, of RVA, and Swim RVA. And as you mentioned, 14 states involved here, but that means the rest of the country must be broken up, and there must be other cities hosting championships like this one, right? That's right. So there's a, there's a Futures Championship here in Richmond, and we've got sort of the northeast quadrant. You've got Ocala to the southeast, San Antonio to the southwest, uh, North Fargo, or I'm sorry, West Fargo, North Carolina, uh, North Dakota, and then and then you also have one in uh, in California at Davis, which is Sacramento, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, yeah, Sacramento, yeah, Sacramento East, yeah, yeah or Sacramento yeah. West. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I've been to Fargo, North Dakota. I know that one. I've been to Sacramento, so that's a good one to be in as well. But the best, I think, is right here in our fair city in Richmond, Virginia. He's Adam Kennedy. He's the Swim RVA Executive Director, and we're previewing the USA Swimming Futures Championships. The begin Wednesday, continue through Saturday over there at uh, Swim RVA. So this is guys and gals, right? And every type of event involved in this, every type of swimming event involved in this, Adam? All the swimming events other than open water, all the pool events contested here in Richmond, and we will see the next crop of, of, of athletes who will be on the TV next June for the U.S. Olympic trials. Yeah, pretty amazing. All right, hopefully this has piqued the interest of some of our, our listening audience. Where can they go to, to get some more information, either about this event or even, even future USA swimming events? 
USA Swimming has the site and the landing page for the USA Swimming Futures, but it's also can be found on swimrichmond.org, and that's where all the things Swim RVA are housed. All right, we'll be sure to mention that as well, that one, and then, as you said, usaswimming.org. Uh, and, again, it, it starts Wednesday, right, goes through Saturday. I assume this is these are all-day meets, aren't they? we got a preliminary that starts at 9 o'clock every day that will go till about 11.30, 12 o'clock noon, and then our finals, which is when the real action will be taking place, and they'll be competing for the medals in the top eight. That will happen every night starting at 5.30. Yeah, who it is, indeed, an all-day all, all day event over there. And, hey, one more for you, Adam, and I just kind of thought of this. I was scrolling through the release um, that I saw and that you have referenced a couple of times, and we certainly shout out all the swimmers. But how about all the other people that, that make this thing happen? I mean, I know you're the meet director and all of that, but there's got to be all sorts of other kind of officials and support staff. Where, where do they kind of all come from as well? Because they've got to make an impact on this thing. Thanks for mentioning that. We've got a we've got a cadre of 315 volunteers logging over 3,100 volunteer hours to pull this thing off, and they come from mostly right here in Richmond. A lot of the officials, there's 45 of them, they come from all over the country for this event. But the rest of the volunteers and the rest of the magic that makes it happen all come right here from Richmond, and we just can't thank the the region of Richmond uh, as, as much as possible for making this happen. And, I mean, this is a good swimming area, isn't it? I mean, we talk, yeah, it could be a good football area or baseball or whatever. This is a good swimming area, very popular, right? Oh, you, yeah, are you kidding me? Richmond, pound <laughs> for pound, has some of the best swimming in the nation. You know, you're talking about Nova, Virginia, right? I mean, they've been doing it year in, year out. They're one of the top ten clubs in the country. They're right here in our backyard. We've got Poseidon, Quest Swimming. you got Swim RVA, Hanover Aquatics. I mean, these clubs are doing it every single year, and the athletes are really moving things forward and have been for a long, long time, you know, led by, you know, certainly Townley, right, made it happen mm -hmm. uh, back in 2016, and he was there in 21 as well. It's, it's, just, it's just incredible how much swimming has come out of this region for the last 40 years. Yeah, that's a great one to mention. He's actually been a guest on this radio station and this show back when he was when he was doing his thing for sure. So that's a that's a great one. And you also gave us our word of the day today, cadre. That was really yeah. good, Adam. That you're a wordsmith as well. That's our word of the day. Well, I had to look up a few things beforehand. Yeah. Absolutely. Adam, great stuff. Looking forward to a great event. Hope it goes great. We know it will for all the swimmers and all the support staff, all the participants, and we appreciate your time this afternoon. We'll remind folks how they can get more information as we move along as well. Thank you, Adam. Thanks, Bob. Adam Kennedy over there at uh, Swim RVA. Yeah, he's the meet director and the executive director of Swim RVA. It's the USA Swimming Futures Championship uh, over there on Ridgedale Parkway at the Swim RVA location from Wednesday through Saturday. As he said, about 800 uh, swimmers, 800 participants, and Richmond, one of the five locations that will be the next step toward perhaps Olympic greatness um, for one of these swimmers. Really cool event from Richmond Region Tourism, of course. Our great partner putting on another one here in the capital city. Uh, all right. Now, before we go to break, let me go back to our trivia question. We did get a winner uh, of the two tickets to um, the Beer, Bourbon, and Barbecue Festival up at Meadow Events Park this Saturday. Uh, Rennie Bernisette. Rennie Bernisette, congratulations. You got the two tickets. Knew the answer to the question, which was, in order for bourbon to be officially considered bourbon, it must be at least 51% of what ingredient? And the answer 
is corn. It must be at least 51% corn in order for it to be stamped officially good old American bourbon. And I didn't look that one up. I didn't have to Google it because I went on the bourbon trail in Kentucky a couple of summers ago, either last summer or the summer before, and they tell you that in, in no uncertain terms as you go on that bourbon trail uh, to some of the different distilleries. They definitely make a point for it to officially be bourbon. Must be 51% corn. So there you go. Rennie, congrats. Hope to see you out there. If you see me out there, be sure to say hello. Enjoy those couple of tickets. You'll have to come by the station, obviously, uh, by Friday and pick them up, and you can enjoy the beer, the bourbon, the barbecue out there at the Beer, Bourbon, and Barbecue Festival. And, again, Greg Nivens will be in the studio with us on Friday afternoon to talk more about it. All right, right at 445 on the Monday Sports Huddle. We'll get you up to the top of the hour, and we come back next on 1061 ESPN. The Braves are back from the All-Star break, and all eyes are on the postseason. How far can they go? Listen and find out with us here on your exclusive home for the Atlanta Braves, 1061 ESP. Uh, I'm not expecting that anymore, but maybe just a little bit longer. I know fans love it. I, I would, too. When I become just a fan, whenever that will be down the road, I would love it, too, when I could have college football and college basketball go at the same time. So anyway, so that's why we look ahead a little bit to college basketball uh, now. And let me give you the national news first, because this is really cool. Uh, Kansas and North Carolina, and they're dubbing it the Battle of the Blue Bloods. Now, I know schools like Kentucky and UCLA are going to be like, uh, we're Blue Bloods also, which you are. But when you get together and play, then we'll call that battle of the Blue Bloods as well. But kudos on two fronts. Kansas and North Carolina are going to play regular season games the next two years. And this has not happened very much ever. Uh, for as long as those two teams have been around in the history of college basketball, they've only played 12 times. And believe it or not, it's even at 6-6. Maybe you would believe that because they're both almost really good every year. And the other part of it is no neutral court for this one. Home courts and two of the more iconic home courts. Now, the Dean Dome is relatively younger uh, compared to Fog Allen Fieldhouse, certainly. I, Fog Allen Fieldhouse is the greatest college basketball arena I've been in outside of the Palestra in Philadelphia. I got to put my hometown, um, you know, icon up there first and foremost, cathedral up there first and foremost. Um, but doing a couple of games at Fog Allen Fieldhouse with the Spiders and winning one of them way back in, in Bill Self's first year as Kansas's head coach is, is one of the great broadcasting moments I've had, uh, to be honest with you. Um, so they're going to play them in the home arenas on campus, and I, I love that. So next year, November 8th, right after the season starts, right? The 6th is the first day you can play this year. It's probably the 7th or maybe even the 8th next year. Could be opening night. They will play at Fog Allen Fieldhouse November 8th, 2024. And then the return game in Chapel Hill at the Dean Dome November 14th, 2025. It'll be just the second time they've played at Fog and the first time ever at the Dean Smith Center. So that, that's really cool. That's great for college basketball, college basketball fans everywhere, that those games are being played. Kudos to Bill Self and Hubert Davis for making it happen, the head coaches. That, that's, that's really awesome. That, that does get me excited for college basketball. And then the other one, 
Richmond announced today uh, another quality game on its schedule, and that's Florida. Now, that one will be, air quotes, a neutral court game. It will not be um, at the Swamp down there at Florida, at the home of the Gators. They're going to play it in Sunrise, Florida, which is down there somewhat a little west, I think, of Fort Lauderdale, a little bit north of Miami, I guess just about everywhere has to be north of Miami. So it's north of Miami, a little west of Fort Lauderdale. So kind of a neutral court. It's a doubleheader. Uh, Florida State is playing, I think, South Florida in the other game. And it's in early December, Saturday, December 9th. And the Spiders have done this before. They actually beat Florida one year down there um, in, in Sunrise, Florida. So, you know, that's a great opportunity. Chris Mooney has said that a lot. In order to get quality games, we need to, we need to agree to play neutral court games. And that's what's happening with several of these. So they've now got Florida. They're in that tournament in Daytona Beach, which off the top of my head is Florida State. So we'll see them again. Colorado and UNLV. So you get a couple of quality games there on a neutral court, and that's more of a neutral court. Florida State, of course, would have an advantage down there in Daytona Beach. And then at least you're not on Florida's home court when you play them. So those are those are quality games for Richmond. I think their schedule is just about done. Not every game has officially been posted, so I can't give you those. But 11 of them are now, and I think I know the 12th and 13th opponent, one of which I think had already been mentioned. Um, I'll push the envelope. Boston College, I'm pretty sure, was already out there as an opponent. And then there's one more that Richmond has to get. But that's a pretty representative schedule, I think, this year for the Spiders because you've also got road games at Wichita State and at Northern Iowa. And then you got a couple of state games in the Robin Center with VMI and William and Mary, and then you fill that in to finish out your your schedule. That's, that's not bad, especially for a team that's going to have more newcomers than it's going to have returning guys, which is probably the case for more teams in college basketball than it's not. So there's your scheduling news, and with one of those schedules will come our trivia question in the 5 o'clock hour for the Yeti Rambler giveaway, which will be great at your football tailgate. So some of that scheduling news will reference in our trivia question in the 5 o'clock hour. Be listening when we give away that Yeti Rambler when the sports huddle continues on 106.1 ESPN. Richmond Region Tourism is proud to welcome